0: Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, State Senator John Morlock. as we continue our 24th anniversary year.
1: Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence.
0: Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk.
1: And now your host,
0: Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight. Our guest for the entire show is State Senator John Morlock. Senator, welcome back to Straight Talk.
2: Art, it is an honor to be back.
0: Thank you so much. A little history, Uh, as some of you may know, uh, John's career started when he uh, was back in Orange County, where he still is, and was objecting to the uh, investment decisions uh, made by the then treasurer, uh, Robert Citroen, about the investments, the multi-billion dollar county investment funds. And uh, uh, he proved to be prophetic, and six months later, Orange County was bankrupt, And uh, John Moorlock was appointed treasurer and then re-elected twice for treasurer. Subsequent, ran for Orange County supervisor, twice was elected to that position, including a stint as chair. And most recently, in March of 2015, was elected to the state senate. So congratulations on your election. Thank you, Art. And my first question is, uh, what's it like in the senate compared to being on the Board of Supervisors?
2: Uh, The Board of Supervisors is uh, much more structured. You get an agenda on Wednesday morning, you vote on Tuesday and then it's done. Uh, The Senate can be uh, much more, uh, if I could use the term, ADD. It's just (laughs) really, uh, you know, kind of sporadic and you know, you'll get an agenda but the uh, potential of voting on those bills that day may not even happen so you'll read and get all prepared. Many have
0: commented that the state legislature is dysfunctional and the approval rating of the state uh, legislature is down below twenty percent even though people like their individual senator or assembly person as an institution it's way down there. Uh, What's the problem up there? How come people can't work together?
2: I think people are starting to work together. I'm certainly, as a Republican, having a fun time working with individuals on the other side of the aisle. In fact, by the end of the session, there was a photograph that was taken by Cal Matters of me and Assemblyman Nazarian doing a little broman moment. And he was a Democrat Assemblyman whose bill you, sp- you signed on to. Or- well, yeah, I voted. I was the only Republican to vote for his bill, so he came by to thank me. And it sparked an article that said, hey, look, it looks like things are improving here in, in Sacramento. The Republicans are getting along with the Democrats. So I've had a, a good experience so far. Uh, I may disagree and vote against their bills, but we can disagree agreeably.
0: Yeah. How come Congress, for sure, and the state legislature
2: don't understand that? I I don't know. I think it's... Um, Uh, difficult when you're always uh, typecast. Oh you're a Republican therefore you won't vote for a tax increase. Uh, Well I'm happy to raise tax revenues but I prefer doing it by tax rate decreases. I'm sort of a supply sider but I'm happy to raise revenues if you give people an economic chance.
0: But just to be clear, not raise taxes.
2: Not raise tax rates. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather reduce sales tax rates and income tax rates the spur of the economy people have more money in their pockets they buy more things and they make more money and they therefore we would have more sales tax and more income tax
0: now as a as a cpa yourself and a graduate of long beach state and a honors graduate and a alumni of the year uh, is that economic proposition accepted widely it's supply, It sounds like <clears throat> supply side, supply model side Reagan type stuff. Governor
2: Brown and I have had a wonderful debate on the subject, and so he spent the first part of it just ridiculing Art Laffer, who was certainly very instrumental back in the Reagan presidential years. <coughs> excuse me. So uh, Governor Brown is not a not a supporter of supply side, but I kind of come out of the George Gilder school and and believe that if you can put more money into the public sector, private me, the private sector. That uh, the public sector actually wins, and I'm old enough now to have gone through the 1986 tax reform act that uh, Reagan provided, and we saw a, a major increase in revenues with lower tax rates. And you think it was a
0: clear cause and effect? Yeah, I do. Okay, uh, <laughs> but there are responsible economists uh, now. Governor Brown, who's very, very bright, is not an economist, but and he's a Democrat, but. Uh, IS THERE A DIVISION AMONG ECONOMISTS ON WHETHER THE LAFFER
2: CURVE REALLY... I WOULD HOPE. I MEAN, YOU'RE ALWAYS GOING TO HAVE TWO SIDES TO AN ARGUMENT yeah. ON JUST ABOUT EVERYTHING, RIGHT, ART? Uh, SO so with, WITH JERRY BROWN, HE KIND OF FELT, WAIT A SECOND, uh, I HAD A LOT OF PEOPLE DONATE TO MY CAMPAIGN FOR GOVERNOR. THEY COULD AFFORD TO MAKE A CONTRIBUTION, SO THEREFORE THERE'S STILL MONEY OUT THERE THAT WE CAN TAX. <laughs>
0: AND HE SAID but IT TO wait MY a FACE. Minute. IF THEY TAX IT AWAY, THEN THERE WON'T BE MONEY TO GIVE TO THE NEXT ROUND.
2: Well, he obviously thinks there's plenty out there to keep raising taxes. But if you look at the state of California, Art, uh, the five worst fiscally managed states in the country are California, Illinois, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Massachusetts. All of them have a plurality of Democratic elected legislators, and they all have the highest tax rates. And they're still dying. Illinois is dying. Illinois has already told its lottery winners that they cannot that, make their I payments. could not
0: believe that we're not gonna we advertise for you to take a chance in the lottery and by the way there was just an article that the your odds of winning the 800 million dollar lottery are less than being president of the United States less than having identical quintuplets <laughs> I mean yeah but uh, but then if you should be lucky enough to win they don't have the money to pay you
2: So so I'm just saying, maybe the model that California's been following isn't working. I mean, we're paying a steep price for the weather. And so maybe we ought to look at reducing some tax rates to incentivize different types of behavior.
0: Well, it it does make sense. And you are known as the fiscal guru of the legislature. Uh, You are a CPA. You graduated uh, from a great school, Long Beach State. And you know numbers. And... uh, Many legislators are lawyers, and lawyers are generally people that do not know numbers that well. And uh, and you have a solid foundation in numbers. And and one of them, and we'll talk about it in the next segment, is is unfunded pension liabilities, which is an albatross hanging around the the neck of every city, county, and state. And I would add federal government because Correct. they just print money, so they don't have to worry about
2: paying. that's right.
0: Okay, we'll be back with this great discussion after these messages. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives. Having a conversation with State Senator John Morlock, uh, unfunded pension liabilities—a huge albatross. You're articulate on that matter, but not now. Uh,
2: well, I didn't see the question mark. So, it wasn't. It was an open-ended. Just, just kind of. Well, yeah, we've got uh, defined benefit pension plans. Uh, Peter Drucker over 50 years ago said that if you're going to have a defined benefit pension plan based on a formula as opposed to a defined contribution plan which just builds up over time and it compounds, uh, then you had better have a business that's going to last forever. And about the only business that lasts forever is government. So once those working in government realized that maybe they ought to work for themselves as opposed to the constituents, they commandeered some of the benefits and one of them was to really provide generous pension benefits and when you have to reach a certain uh, goal to meet payments for retirees uh, that has been falling short we call that an unfunded liability we may have money set aside but what we have to have set aside to meet the payments the difference is rather dramatic and in fact uh, we just were uh, informed by CalPERS which is the state's pension system the largest probably in the nation and then CalSTRS which is for the state teachers retirement system uh, they just informed the, the state that their unfunded liabilities have gone up in the last year by $24 billion. So that's a, a dramatic amount. Our that's an state, increase. An increase. To some high number. To already number well over $150 billion.
0: $150 billion of unfunded liability right. that has to be paid sometime. Sometime. And sometime may be sooner than we expect
2: right so like the bankruptcy where you see something coming and you kind of try to explain or maybe like the movie the big short if anyone's seen that where you see something you go oh my goodness this can't last when it hits it's going to be a train wreck Uh, so that's what this pension is is. everybody says everything's fine because we don't we don't feel it now but once we get to a point where we're funded so low uh, and and people start, start like get the lottery winners, they get informed, hey, we can't pay you the full amount. So it's amount.
0: kicking the can down the road so they don't have to deal with it, which would mean a cutback of
2: services or raising yeah, taxes. We call it or, crowding out. You start yeah. be paying so much more into the pension plan that you're kind of like an ulcer. that just grows in your budget. Well, you,
0: you at least would hope that the curve now is descending and it reached the peak and counties and cities and and states would start reducing the unfunded liability rather than adding to it twenty
2: five billion as you just mentioned. You would hope and CalPERS is starting to take some initiatives they're certainly trying to say hey wait instead of always renewing every year our goals why don't we stick to thirty years and get it done within thirty years they're also realizing that having an investment return assumption of seven and a half percent is not realistic so we need to reduce that. So they want to do that So they're getting, very in fact,
0: 2%, and they're assuming 75 If you assume 75 then you have to put less money
2: each if you're year five, in. If you're 5% short on $400 billion, do the math. You're at yeah. $20 billion like like that. So.
0: And also, people are living longer. That creates another problem, except for the people, of course.
2: Right, right. Because <laughs> this, this is a, a pension plan that pays benefits for life. It's the gift that keeps with, on giving. With cost-of-living adjustments. Yeah. So yeah, it's a uh, very well. It expensive. seems that
0: there is a special class, and I have to include myself because I'm getting a. I was a professor for almost 40 years, and I get a defined pension. But the the guy in the street doesn't have a defined pension, Mm-mm. and doesn't have an assured an, job. And there's increasing resentment against uh, the special class of folks that have both, together with lifetime medical.
2: Correct. And so what's going to happen in the next few weeks is financial statements for cities and water districts and counties and all other municipalities are going to come out. And for the first time, they're going to be required to provide their actual pension liability for the unfunded, the unfunded. portion. And really? it's, it's going to have to be put on their balance sheets. So you're going to see a lot of articles where cities and other municipalities will have to confess that they're upside down.
0: Now, was this a new law that was passed this requiring
2: is, that? This is a new uh, pronouncement by the Government Accounting Standards Board. Oh, great. So, we, Wall Street has been dictated on how to report their finances by the Financial Accounting Standards Board, FASB. And for more than 25 years, they've had to put the liabilities on for their pension plans if they're defined benefit. Well most of the Fortune 500 companies got out of defined benefit pension plans and migrated over to defined contributions, your typical 401k that everyone, almost everyone participates in. So they're out of that business, but government is not. And government could stay in the defined benefit business because the accounting industry didn't force them to report it. And so now it's coming, and you're going to see just a lot of interesting stories. Week after week, you're going to see another city or another county or another state that has a, a balance sheet that's so far upside down that everybody's going to wonder, how do they how do they continue? And some cities already have taken the hit and gone bankrupt. We've got the city of San Bernardino, the city of Stockton, the city of Vallejo, um, very precarious. The and chickens are coming home to roost. Exactly.
0: Well, people like to not face unpleasant realities, but you're the, if I could say it in a positive scale the canary in the coal mine, you're warning people of what's, gonna, what's ahead.
2: We're not trying to be antagonistic to government employees. We're just trying to do math. And the math is not working. And uh, we've had, uh, say, Pritchard, Alabama, they completely exhausted their defined benefit pension plan. They stopped paying their retirees. In fact, one retired fire, excuse me, a police officer, froze to death in his home because he couldn't afford the utilities. So there are repercussions if we don't pay attention and be prudent and get in front of this. Public employee unions always do what they're supposed to do, and that is ask one thing, and that is more. We want more, but we've got to say, hey, you, you, you can't have high salaries and a big pension. you got to pick it. You, you can't have salaries that exceed the private sector standards. Yeah. Let's let's start working our way back to reality, and you've got to start chipping in for your and portion of the plan. we're seeing
0: cities... Uh get real including Long Beach uh, under Mayor Forster we started to reform and cut down at least so unfunded liability stopped going up and we're starting to chip away at it so we're heading in the right direction it's still I think a hundred billion in Long Beach but it's it's less worse than in many other cities and the curve is going down and for new hires the system and the formula has changed correct so uh, and you're comfortable, although it doesn't make you miss the popularity, with your role as the, the financial conscience of the legislature.
2: Well, there are 120 elected legislators. There's 40 in the Senate, 80 in the Assembly. I'm the only accountant. I have a license. I was licensed as a CPA and a C- CFP, a certified financial planner. Had a great, great career. I was a partner in a firm uh, and had a lot of fun and, and stepped into the public sector. And I'm just using those skill sets. But a lot of people don't look at the numbers. So when you pull up the comprehensive annual financial report for the state, you say, how is it looking? We should have a net unrestricted assets of a positive number. It, you know, At the end of the day, your retained yeah. earnings should be positive. Yeah. Well, the state of California, it's a negative. It's a deficit of $117 billion. So you take that, you take the pension liability, you take the unfunded retiree medical, We're talking some serious problems. It reminds me of the joke
0: about the guy looking out the window in in this high rise and someone's just jumped off the roof and he's passing by the window. And as he's passing, the guy's inside says, how's it going? And the guy falling says, well, so far, so good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Okay, we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. If your business phone rings and there's no one there to hear it, does it make you money? Afraid
1: not. Stop losing opportunities with outdated service from AT&T. Switch to Spectrum Business and get over 30 advanced calling features, free, on as many phone
0: lines as you need. Saving money and never missing a call? Has a nice ring to it. Get Advanced Phone. Only $29.99 a month when bundled with 60 meg internet. Call today. We're back continuing this intriguing discussion about numbers and pensions and unfunded liabilities with a real expert, Senator John Morlock. Uh, Caltrans was another target on your radar screen, and according to the uh, legislative oversight uh, folks, they are overstaffed by thirty-three hundred engineers. And the Oakland Bay Bridge eastern span expansion was eleven years in the doing and six years behind schedule and three hundred percent over budget. What's going on there?
2: Exactly. Who's running Caltrans and how efficient is it? Um, the state legislative analyst office looking at Caltrans, they have about 20,000 employees. 10,000 are architects and engineers and of those 10,000 the state legislative analyst office said it was overstaffed by 3,500. It's changed. They've had a few attrition out so it's down to 3300 but that's a lot of people that are not really producing that are being paid why packages of a hundred and forty three thousand a year at the tune of a half a million a year that goes into not touching the roads so you dig a little deeper art and you see that only twenty cents out of every dollar is going to roads that you're taxed we're seeing that gas taxes have increased but Caltrans budget has stayed at $10.5 billion for now 13 years.
0: And Caltrans is responsible for maintenance of our highways and all that stuff? Right.
2: So the money that should have been going to roads has been going somewhere else. I'd say the pension plan, uh, they're, they're taking three times more to repair our roads than the national average. I mean, there's just a lot that has to be done to fix Caltrans. So how do we move,
0: how, how do we do that? I mean, you're well, one this, of our, our elected reps. What county, about the other elected reps? The, how come uh, everyone's not mm-hmm. outraged at this
2: stuff? Yeah, you tell me this report came out in May of 2014. And and so there there isn't a city manager at the state level. There's not a CEO like you'd have at the county level. Uh, when I was supervisor for the county of Orange, if we had an audit report on a department that was very... Uh, revealing in, in areas that really were lacking, you'd say to your, de- your CEO, fix that department, fix the department head, get this fixed. And I have not seen that at all. So I proposed a bill that, that said, look, you're only outsourcing 10% of your work to architects and engineers. Most states are 50%. The Orange County Transportation Authority is 50%. Florida, and Arizona are 80% outsourced. So I said, why don't we move it from 10 to 15% in a year, and then 20% and then work our way up to 50% after eight years? Management didn't come to fight against my bill in committee in the special session. It was the head of the union, the, the the Public Employee Engineers Union, that came in and said, oh, we're we're cheaper, but you know because if you hire it out, uh, you're going to pay much more. Well. But You're when not you hire cheaper... it out,
0: you can hire it as you need it. Exactly. And you don't have to have
2: this huge base. And when you, yeah, and when you when you have a downturn, you eliminate contracts. But we don't lay off employees at the state no. level apparently, and we keep paying them. And this last year, we had uh, the state auditor come out with a report and found that one of the engineers was in fact golfing almost all the time. He had fifty five reported days of golf. Well, if
0: you have nothing to do, you might as well play golf. There it is. Wow. Well, we just hope that uh, people will uh, contact their representatives and say, uh, let's have some rational reform. Please. Okay. Okay, we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. I think we're very fortunate to have a public servant of the caliber of John Morlock uh, looking after things on our behalf and trying to bring fiscal sanity to an institution not known for that. And John, it, it, it's a kind of lonely voice in the wilderness, but maybe it's coming in from the wilderness and more people are seeing the light.
2: Well, we'll see if we can make uh, California golden
0: again, Art. It's been a while. It's been a while, and uh, uh, California has been the land of opportunity for so many, but uh, people don't have that quite that same feeling these days.
2: Well, we, we hope we can make some incremental moves and move the dial and make it a little more positive so we're not just paying for the weather. Yeah, and I appreciate your reach out to
0: people across the aisle. You can disagree without being disagreeable, and... and as we view what's going on particularly at the national level uh... it's not healthy for we're all americans and ultimately we all want many of the same things
2: i agree thanks
0: you have thirty seconds to say whatever you'd like
2: i thought we were all done but i uh, I, I just want to say thank you for five hundred and fifty six shows wow. uh... you've been a real uh... asset to the community and i appreciate all you've done and and all the it's just important for people to have a a resource to learn about their elected officials and their management representatives inside government. So sure. I applaud you for uh, your dedication to this effort. Thank you very much, Art. Thank you very much, John.
0: And thank you guys for watching. Please join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone.
1: Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.